Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Scene 3. You are joined by Mark, myself, and as always, we have Megan and Shane joining us. Hello, so, hello. So oh, hi, guys. Shane. <laughs> and that other voice Happy is Happy to Megan. be here again. Oh, you don't sound convinced. <laughs> we might have to do some convincing. No, I'm just prepped. I'm prepped and ready for this one. These... You're always so prepped, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, something all I our guests always comment. In. They're like, she always has so many notes. Because well, my memory is like a sieve and... <laughs> There's no books on my life. Yeah, fair enough. Any fair cue enough. cards to correspond with people every day. Not really. Just joking. <laughs> It'll probably get to that stage and I'm quite old. See, this is the benefit of me. I like movies more than I like human beings. Uh-huh. So I've seen them more often. I like to know more about I movies. Think that's why we're all here. <laughs> yeah, we have bring, that much in common. It's a bit of an affinity. Yeah. yeah. We all bring something weird and insane <laughs> to the pack. And well, this time around, we're going to bring you some movies of joy because last episode we tortured everybody with horrible movies yeah. that Adam said. Can you hear yeah. a natural smile in my voice today? I can, because yeah. I'm extremely excited that we've reviewed and we picked these some, titles. We picked and we had crackers. Angry Mick as well. So we did have Angry Mick. We had Angry yeah. Mick. I think we riled him up with the, angry Mick with the choices so that we had. We it was had great there. to have him back. So this time around, we're going to cover movies with amazing special effects. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Is the capital way, A. The way we worded it. Yeah, I and think it was capital amazing. Yeah, I think the word was, yeah. When we talked about special effects, we were talking about visual, visual digital effects, and yes. practical. Correct. So, you know, a bit of everything. You know, you've practical effects are obviously a lot more common in older films because computers weren't that great. And, and I think, to me, I love practical effects. Yeah. Something like, as much as the movies themselves don't age well, they still have something really special about them that really I appreciate more than having really flashy CGI that also yeah. doesn't age yeah. as well. Yeah, uh, practical, I think, <laughs> I think most people would agree practical is always going to be the preference over CGI, but there's also going to be... Parts where you can't do that practically. Yeah, in your house. yeah. I think, I think, I think a mixture of both is the key. But yeah. picking when to use what, I think a lot of directors and producers yeah. have a lot of trouble deciding. I, I mean, I love older films. <laughs> like um, I always start when talking about special effects, uh, American Werewolf with London. Yeah, I've seen that. That transformation scene, which is obviously considered one of the best transformation scenes, is all practical, and it's but it's it, it took them days and days to film mm. thirty seconds. So yeah, I mean you, you default back to CGI because it saves time. That's right, absolutely. Even yeah. it's Whereas this, they had to, effective. you know, you've got this guy writhing around on the floor, and his bones are breaking, and you can hear them crunching mm. as he's morphing into a werewolf, and the hair's coming out. But they're having to do, you know, makeup, bone, you know, makeup, bone, shot, 10 second shot, yep. 10 second shot. Yeah. Close up of the face, close up of his back, you know, bending the back, you know. Yeah. It looks, and it's one of the best scenes in any film that even today stands against. And not only that, like incorporating a really strong team of sound effects artists to really complement oh, yeah. all of it as a package. It's yep. not only just the visual effects, but no. having a team of really great specialists that can combine Absolutely. their powers to make gems. They all work together. Like mm. you can't do one without the other. Yeah. I like to think of um, one of the poster child's children for practical effects is the original Alien. Oh, of um, course. Because it's like, what, 1977? So I'll probably years, get it wrong, but it's around that era. Can we review that um, soon? I it, want an excuse to watch it again. We already did it. Oh, I think awkward. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> Before my time. Yikes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think we did it in season one. Um, wow. And I just remember watching it going, damn, this movie still looks good. It and does it's nearly, f- it's 40 years old. Mm. Um, it's unbelievable. Mm. So, yeah. I think we could sit here all day and rattle off titles that have beautiful special effects. I mean, we have a list. And we that, will. Well, that's right. <laughs> yeah. We have picked solid three, one each. But yeah, we like you know, to ring around a, uh, a topic mentions. before we get yeah. onto our Yeah. Topics. 
Our list we sort of have short listed. Um, we have films that have like extreme weather action, like The Day After Tomorrow, very specky. Yeah. Um, we have the Star Wars franchise, Marvel franchise, obviously. Harry Potter, let's not forget. Yeah. And Lord of the Rings. But Mick from our previous episode wanted to have a special mention of Terminator 2. He did, um, yeah. And my, I've written something here as well I wanted to sort of bring up and that will dabble in one of my choices for this episode. Um, have you guys heard of the animated film Kubo and the Two Strings? It's a frame by frame, like stop motion. Oh, yes. Cut, yeah. Cartoon Didn't, wasn't claymation. It nominated or something? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's recent. It came out in the last couple of years, yeah. if not in the past 12 months. Um, I think when we talk about special effects today in this episode, we're really covering highlighted like films that exist for all different reasons. It's not just because they look shiny. So yeah. Yeah. I think um, Kubo well, I mean, that's what to keep in mind with when we talk about effects. The, the effects play a part. It's not the movie's not based around the effects. No, right. and that's the biggest trap. trap. That's the biggest trap, into, yes. Yeah. The movie can Correct. fall into being special effects driven. Yeah. But I think the primary effects, like, yes, they can go from creating a superstorm to a dinosaur, but also something simple to like a bone sticking out of a thing. Yeah. The, the idea behind an effect in a film is to create something that you can't visually actually do. Yes. Yeah. And, and so you, whether you, like what tools you use to do up. that. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember when we watched the, um, the Rob Zombie movies together? Yes. And the yep. one thing we all agreed on in each of those movies that we reviewed was that they, it just really lacked that, I guess, the budget to commit mm. to special effects that yeah, would have made these the, movies risen above the digital line. Digital bullet. Like really smart, give it more yeah. balls, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I think these all these franchises have big bucks behind them, which really helps. But things like Harry Potter and stuff where it relies purely on CGI compared to films that we've chosen that use it as complementary to really but I see, tell the story. See, I would argue that Harry Potter can justify its special effects. Mm. It can justify it because it's set in a world where magic exists and there's animals yep. and stuff. So fair, it, can, fair. it can justify. But then you look at a movie like. Um, Say Transformers, I know no, you want to. Tra- no, Transformers is a great example of very good visual effects. Yeah. Those visual effects are phenomenal. Phenomenal. But the, but the it's movie is rubbish. The movies are based around. The story's crap, the acting. I can't see what's going on. But when you see those robots, those robots are there in that scene. I will mm. give that film that credit. Yeah. We know how much I hate Transformers. Yeah, <laughs> they, they they will give that. I will give them that credit. That visual effects is phenomenal. It captures the beauty perfectly. But then, that's why I say like Harry Potter has to do it. But then look at something like um, Justice League, which just came out. Yep, that's that's a movie that had a two hundred million dollar plus budget on two hundred fifty million dollar, two seventy. I think what I mean. Mm-hmm. And that villain looks rubbish. Yeah, you like he you know Steppenwolf, the main villain. In yeah, it? and it, it's this great actor who's voicing him, but you can't see his face. All you can see is this terrible, terrible CGI. Mm. Didn't they spend all the money on Aquaman? <laughs> yeah, well, on swishing around under the ocean. I mean, not the only that, I watched it behind the scenes. I, yeah, right. I watched Henry Cavill do a like his behind the scenes shots of what it's like to be on the crane flying and then yeah. going from flying to standing and then the slow motion punch left to right with the villains like dodging the punches and then there's a whole bunch of other assistants like holding Henry Cavill to the crane yeah. to make sure he doesn't like get off balance and what have you. But it seemed really convoluted and really like. The simplest thing can be very complicated. Yeah. And that's what I, know, I will come back to this point several times over this episode. Mm. A movie like Justice League where you've got all these superpower heroes fighting and it looks great. Like, you know, you've got Superman fighting against when, – when he comes back from the dead and fights them all, that's great. And the Flash is running past him and he's looking at him and he's like, oh. But then you see the villain and he looks rubbish. And this will always be my question. No, I've never really gotten an understanding of it. 
how can those two things exist in the same movie? We've got such bad special effects and such good quality decent special effects. Yeah. Is it time based? Is it money based? Mm. Like mm. where's it like if he's the villain of your piece and he has fifteen minutes worth of screen time, shouldn't he be seeing a lot of good special effects or should you yeah. not just go, hmm, let's do this another way, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's incredible. It's such a – I love this topic so much because you can really dabble into any film genre and talk yeah. about like just yeah. Disney and Pixar and DreamWorks for like, for starters where their technology has advanced so much from where it all began with like hand-drawn frame-by-frame oh, yeah. cartoons to where mm. we are now seeing the latest Moana being one of the most – stunningly gorgeous 4K animated cartoons I've ever seen in my life. The background is and gorgeous. Yeah, just how computer hardware has advanced to allow us to have nice things now. Um, but I think we also have the... Things like Justice League record for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can't have nice things. We have the other spectrum of that as well, though. As you two know, I love my giant monster movies. Hell yeah. And they all appear on the Sci-Fi Channel. Mm. And the Sci-Fi Channel is a channel is that embraces... Is it Sci-Fi Sifi, however you want to pronounce it. <laughs> they embrace their sort of how mediocre they are. They go, yeah, wow. yeah, make a movie about giant alligators, but we're only going to give you half a million dollars. And so they still do it, even though the effects and, look like something out of an Atari. And then all of the actual, like, um, establishing shots of alligators are just, like, from the nature channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they don't even try and make them fit into the movie. And to me, like, I kind of respect that finished. more than I respect these big blockbusters <laughs> that don't. <laughs> you do not. I do, because they're like, we're rubbish, we know we are, but yeah. here's what we got. We're not even yeah, yeah, Whereas yeah. I'm like, Justice League, I've got all these people, this power, and here I am making shit. Like, I just want to say one title. The Fast and the Furious. Mm. Love it because now it's starting to take the piss. I think oh, with the latest now? one where they- <laughs> Starting? I think fans- I was going to say the first one effects-wise was all very practical if I exactly. remember correctly. Exactly. And it's uh, And they smashed up a lot time. of cars, yeah. And I think they've learned I think I remember seeing lot. that Tokyo one. Tokyo, Tokyo Drift. Drift. Yes. And that was all like Don't computers, ever watch wasn't Tokyo it? Tokyo Drift. I love that. Like the soundtrack the, was amazing. But all the cars that smash up, I remember watching it thinking, so I'm not really a car <laughs> nugget, you know, I'm not really interested in cars, nah. but- I remember thinking, geez, if I was really into cars, I'd be really shitty with this movie because every car that crashes is clearly just a computer generated. Like they're not even smashing up real cars. Like, uh, it's yeah. but I for me, I can't tell which ones are fake and which ones are real. They all look I've, to me. I'm, I've, I've actually given myself like self-imposed amnesia about Tokyo Drift, <laughs> so I can't help you, you on that one. I only mean that I can't tell when it's like a that's stationary your vehicle. Menace. But when they're like. <laughs> Flying between skyscraper buildings in Dubai. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's when yeah. I sit back and I'm like, yes, where's the popcorn? This is amazing. Yeah. Like Vin Diesel, take my money. <laughs> I don't even know. It's, it's amazing what they get over with. Yeah. yeah. And Paul Walker's face digitally CGI'd onto his brother's body for the finale of his mm, yeah. rip, Paul Walker. But that was a huge homage and I thought done really tastefully. And speaking of special effects, what I just watched recently, and I think it's probably the best special effects I've seen. Oh, drum I'm gonna roll. Say yeah, wow. I'm going to say ever. Cool. Rum roll. Oh, my God. I'm going to say ever is that last Planet of the Apes. Yeah, right. Have they, you seen it? I watched it on the plane to Japan. Good choice. I watched it, it on a big look- 4K screen, 4K, oh. and that monkey's there. Mm. All those monkeys are there. Mm. As far as I'm concerned, the facial expressions of those monkeys, you know, they've got those monkeys sitting on the trees in the rain talking to each other. Mm-hmm. Could you make it any harder at night time in the rain? You're right. Furry creatures talking to each other. I actually am very on board with what you've just said. And I, I just remember, I, like halfway through, I'm like, these aren't real monkeys. Like, <laughs> yeah. I have to remind myself, they didn't Wait, train happening? these fucking monkeys. Like, these monkeys can't speak English. Yeah. It's definitely up there. I but, think it's but, probably it's one of the film? best special but effects. for a film like that where it is basically all animated, they can't get away with not putting everything into it. Yeah, yeah well, yes and no, yeah. 
Like you've they can because many have tried and well, failed. Well, true, but you've really got to pour everything you yeah, can. Yeah, I mean, to me, I love my favourite type of special effects are subtle special effects. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Ex Machiana is a, a film that comes into my mind that I watched recently as well, mm. which is the one, I don't know if you've seen it, it's a very good film, watch it. It's I haven't very, seen all of it. It's a, it's a very small film, it's got like three people in it, a rich mm. guy invites another you know, scientist out to his home and he's in, he claims to have invented AI and he wants him to... And he talks to the robot, this robot woman, which is um, the new Lara Croft uh, bird. Uh, uh, that was disrespectful. Name. The new Lara Croft bird. The new Lara Croft bird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's who she. That's who she's playing now. Yeah, Vivi or something rather. I can't even remember the guy's name. <coughs> Alex Garland is the director. Mm. So I'm trying to think of. No. Anyway, three good actors, um, and uh, she is like a robot. So like half her head's missing and. She's like a cooling fan, like with a grill on the back of her. Okay, and it's like not right. Like it should be, that should be where her skull is, but it's so subtle. Like have you, you seen that part where it's like she's just talking, and you can just see the CPU lights awesome. going on in the back of her head, and you're just like they don't make a big deal about it. They don't draw attention to it. It's just like this is a real subtle use of effects. Yeah, that makes you go, oh yeah, because because her face looks just like her, mm. but it's like perfect. And then when it gets to about there, it's all metal, and then like her body's all metal, and mm. she's got like a few batches of skin on her. What do you think of the new, um, the bloody, oh, my gosh. I oh, really no, just, mental blank. The one that they've recently just redone, this set in the future with, uh, oh, wow, oh, my God. A movie set in the future? Yes. So they've just recently redone. <laughs> no. Is there it's a gone. sun? Does the sun come up? Wait, this is movie 20 questions. Yeah, the sun. This is word. <laughs> sun set sounds in the future. like do people two talk? words. Do people talk? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it live action or animated? It's live action. Live action. It's got Han Solo and it's uh, got the Harrison handsome guy. Oh, Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Oh, Blade Thank Runner, you. yes. You just won 10,000 points yes. and a batch of cookies for our next what recording. Are 10, wow. What are Good the points? work. What are the I, rate exchange of points like versus, say, Bitcoin? Um, like half a Bitcoin? I'm not that high tech. <laughs> I'm okay with baking, like oven bake cookies. From right, that's you. fine. That's anyway, you got me. What do you think of the new Blade Runner? Oh yeah, I really liked it. I liked the Blade Runner because uh, I'm a real big fan of the original. I watched the first um, one first, and I had you not seen the original? No, I watched. See, it on that the one's been a favorite of mine for two decades. Mm. Yeah, since I was, and that was one's the same with my dad as well. Like he, he was kind of like my driving force behind because he talked about it all the time, and I was like, oh well. Yeah, it'd probably get be his it. generation sort of. It ended so well, and then I was like, great! I'm so excited they have a sequel. Here we go, and it just didn't deliver on what I wanted. So, what version did you watch? Though, did it both? One after the other. Back no, no, back. the original, because there's like three or four different cuts of oh, the original. The airplane version. Yeah, but if you haven't seen it out The there, mid-air version? Is that I liked the sequel, but um, did you hear Harrison Ford's character in the Harrison film? Ford. Not at all. Yeah, mm. better say. You could tell he was getting paid just to stand That there. was fan service. They didn't need him. Like, yeah. yeah. No. No, I'm not a fan of the lead actress either. She's not very good. Mm. The one that was like his uh, invisible girlfriend. Mm, the, yeah, she was in Love Love Interest. Oh yeah. yeah what one thing I do take I'm very critical of with CGI graphics is horror films and like thrillers where they prey on what you can't see to be the scary element, mm. and then when they do decide to do the big reveal, it's like really underwhelming and totally yeah. fake and just really trash. And I think that it hurts a lot of movies more than it like helps them. Mm. Um, ones that I think that have done it really well are like The Conjuring. Okay, you can judge me all you want. But oh, then, we will. Yeah. I'm taking notes. <laughs> the Nun is coming out really soon and I've got high expectations for that and I think 
the nun. But things like signs and the others and all that yeah. kind of stuff, like it's yeah, a bit, and also haven't aged well. Yeah, and special effects, not just in practical use of like the character getting hurt, but like backgrounds, mm. changing a background, softening an image, you know, changing things to night to yeah. day. Mm. Yeah. These are all parts of the special effects realm, I guess, that we're looking at too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I guess the ones that directly affect us most are like, you know, the aliens and the guts and the blood. And the of course, all the good stuff. Dinosaurs, all the, all the stuff that's up front and centre, yeah. That's why we're here, I suppose. We love all the good stuff. Well, I think um, we should probably terminize it the way they do by the Academy and call it visual effects. Yeah. Because they effects. refer to special effects of things like blood and rain and, mm. yeah. you know, all those things that don't exist that they create on the set, but their visual effects is probably more what we're going for in this episode, I guess, which mm-hmm. leads me to bring Look, us to say what movies yes. are we going to Drum talk roll, about? Drum please. So well, we're going to kick off with Shane, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. Um, I chose 1993's Jurassic Park. I'm so impressed that this movie was made in 1993. Yeah. It's a very impressive thing. It's a very impressive thing. It's one of my favourite films. It's constantly my top three because my, you know, it's always changing. Because mm-hmm. it's Dinosaurs ever, and Spielberg. I don't think it's ever wandered out of my five. Yeah, Spielberg, Dinosaurs. To me, this is close to perfect in terms of a film can get. Like, this is the film that made me want to be a storyteller. This is the film that makes me want to make stories. Yeah. Um, I love this type of film because we don't really make them anymore. We don't make these family adventure films anymore. Mm. We've become far too cynical to make movies like this. So to me, I, like this movie will always hold a you know special place in my heart, and people can go on and on about you know um, the sequels and stuff like that. But um, you know, as much as I give my hard time, that you can't, nothing can ruin your your actual experience of um, the film, right? Mm-hmm. So you can make as many Ghostbusters as you want. I'm still going to love that first one as much as possible. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Having said that, I've loved all the other Jurassic Parks and I'm a terrible apologist. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I will just justify the, the Jurassic Park 3, which is wow. one of the stupider ones. Yeah, it's not the stupidest one. Uh, Lost World, which just doesn't make sense at all, but um, I will go on and on and on and I will defend <laughs> those films. Um, I guess the big thing with Jurassic Park is you've got a runtime of two hours and seven minutes. Yeah. doesn't feel like it, which is good because a good adventure film should be Agreed. boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Um, oh, and as we mentioned, Steven uh, Spielberg uh, was the director uh, and uh, David Coep was the writer who um, back in those days was would have been the prime of his um, writing period. His prime of his penmanship. His prime of his penmanship. Um, like a bit of alliteration. <laughs> Sorry. He's done a lot of things like Mission Impossible films, um, Indiana Jones, War of the Worlds, Athura, Secret Window, Panic Room, Spider-Man's. Um, um, yeah, the Shadow, Carlito's Way, uh, Death Becomes Her. Oh, talking uh, about toy visual effects. I mean, imagine that. That's you, Toy Soldiers, Death Becomes Her, Jurassic Park. That's his, that's his 91, 92, 93. <laughs> you know what? I'd retire, but then he went ahead and did Carlito's Way as well, wow. which is just awesome. Then he deviated a little bit and did The Shadow, which I don't know if you remember that movie. With one of the Baldwins in it. I can't remember which one it is. And it's a superhero. It's one of the first superhero movies. But yeah, the name rings a bell. Yeah. But I may have blocked it out of my childhood. <laughs> um, so I think the budget was a little bit varying on um, on this. I looked it up to try and find data on it, but it changed quite a lot. Massive, um, I think, is the uh, end figure. It wasn't a huge, huge budget. Come on. But it varied a lot because, and this will tie into the special effects of what we're talking about. Um, but actually, let me cover the, you know, obviously the cast of this is one of the most important parts of this film as well. 
Um, Sam Neill as Dr. Alan Grant, mm-hmm. Laura Dern as Dr. Ellie Sadler. Ian Malcolm. Dr. Ian Malcolm, mm-hmm. Jeff Goldblum, yep. uh, uh, Hammond and everyone, Bob Peck, mm-hmm. RIPD. Um, he was in, uh, he was the, he was Muldoon in that one, which is awesome, uh, what, which is a, a sad character that didn't get to survive into the uh, actor passed away of cancer. Um, but they were trying, you know, that's I guess that Owen Grady's kind of the replacement of that character mm. in the newer ones, which is cool. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. Newman. N- and Newman, Wayne Knightson as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just love watching him and go, Newman. Uh, but, yeah, no, awesome cast. And um, I guess for me this film was like, seeing it as a kid, 93, I won't say how old I was, but I was a young child. And, Can uh, I say it? Can I say it? I can't. I'd have to do the math on it, but it would have been prime. One of, I think it would have been one of the first movies I saw in cinemas. Mm. Um as a kid. Mm-hmm. I was actually commenting I wasn't allowed to, I think. I, I vividly remember this movie, um, seeing it at the cinemas, because I remember where I was and what time it was and everything. And I think it probably stands out to me because it was just me and my dad. Yeah, see, I saw it was just movie. me and my dad as well. Um, and enough. which, being one of four, that didn't happen very often. So, yeah. Um, so I even remember very, yeah, like I say, very vividly going to see this movie in the cinemas, so... Yeah, I mean, it just has everything you want. It's basically they find a way to bring dinosaurs back to life. They build a park to put the dinosaurs in. Mm-hmm. He's got to have three experts come and, you know, tick, tick the boxes on the dinosaurs. And Newman had to go and ruin it. And yeah. then, of course, yeah, something goes wrong and the park goes down and the dinosaurs escape and chaos and adventure ensues. And it's got one of um, Samuel L. Jackson's most quotable lines ever on it. I think there's, like, made memes and stuff out of that particular frame where he's He's shutting the power down and he looks around, he's got the cigarette hanging out of his mouth. He goes, hold on to your butts. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> it's just brilliant. He's got a few good ones. And when he gets yeah. the power back on and the raptor bursts out. Yeah. Um, but I think if you get the chance and if you don't own this on Blu-ray, buy it. Um, that's my recommend as well as buy the damn Blu-ray. There is so many special features on the first one, it's crazy. And it goes through what they originally were going to do and we t- and I talk about this because this was our special effects episode. Mm-hmm. Originally all the dinos were going to be stop animation. Yes. So you think Jason and the Argonauts, that kind of Wallace and Gromit. That's what the dinosaurs were going to be. I'm so glad they didn't. Yeah. Intercut with the, the, the ones they were building. Yes. Which would have looked nothing alike. Intercuts that's that's where you so... get that, that big robot at the end of uh, Robocop kind of style coming into <laughs> yeah. it where it just looks stop motion. It's yeah. like, oh, no. Yeah, so that's what was going to be. And so if you look on the extras, there's actually they do the raptor kitchen scene where the two mm-hmm. raptors are hunting the kids mm-hmm. and they do it in stop motion and it, it's rough. It's hard to look at, really tough. And Which then is they re- such a fantastic scene. Yeah. Well, but-, but then when you look at all the extras and they build all the puppets, you know, these are life-size T-Rex, there's a life-size Brachiosaurus, there's a life-size Raptors. They're all awesome animatronics, but from the waist down, they're all cables and joints because mm. so, the legs are what, you know, give them away. Absolutely. I was, like, preparing for this episode, I didn't want to talk about the plot as much as we do in every other episode. I really wanted to focus on why we picked these for the CGI purposes. Yep. And I sat on YouTube, and listeners out there, if you haven't done this yet, do yourself a favour and jump onto YouTube Stan Winston and oh, yeah. watch all their, like, they're, like, movies, the episodes are, like, five minutes each and they really, they show these crazy four-by-three aspect ratio, like, really blurry videos that are filled in VHS. Yeah, handheld VHS. Handheld VHS. Like yeah. And they're on set with these animatronic robot dinosaurs that are literally like 9,000 pounds life, like Wangs isn't kidding. They are life-size T-Rex. But also one thing I got super excited about this is because 
They are literally sculpted exteriors with like beautifully hand-painted textures, but on the inside, their mechanical structures have all been hand-built and welded perfectly because not only have they drawn them on a, a graph and blown them up to scale, they have literally like worked like it's based like this whole film is based on a novel. And I think not only that they, like you were saying in some shots they've done, they've created the upper half of the dinosaur for particular shots. And then in other dinosaurs, they've just done the lower half. But like, for example, the Brachiosaurus, like the long necked one, they would simply just do the neck and the head and remove that. Um, You You wouldn't be able to build a machine that would counterbalance that. That's the, Exactly. The irony of the beauty of what they're doing. And like this one video that like made my jaw drop was just seeing how many men were on set in this video. It was like maybe like a dozen and the T-Rex to T-Rex was just moving around, like lifting its jaw up and down, grabbing things from the ground. And they were all just like, just doing a test run to see how it was, how it was going. And this dinosaur is so big. It just gave me like tingles. It was so epic. And the raptor scene you just described, the kitchen scene, um, they, like you said, they were going to do it with CGI and like the- We'll stop, we'll stop, stop motion. Stop yeah. motion, but they actually built these life-size suits so people could fit inside and they they built them so like the act, well, particular like act- actors could fit inside them yeah. and walk around the kitchen to get that realism and the speed they were after and the head movement exactly to- That's why all these behind the scenes the creepiest things- stuff ever. Watch them because- they're making this movie and they're still trying to figure out how they're going how to they're do it. How they're making it. Yeah. And it wasn't until one of the guys who, who later would form ILM made a CGI like video for them, mm-hmm. the Raptors, mm-hmm. and they all sat down and watched it and Stan Winston famously said, well, I'm out of a job. And that was when Spielberg and, and Kazakazadan, the producers and that, were like, don't you mean exchange? Why don't we move these together? <laughs> Why don't we work these mm. together? Yeah. And that's what they did. And, they, and that's our final product is yeah. we get these, like the T-Rex paddock scene when he breaks out of his cage, mm. he's done at night in the rain. Again, fuck, like that's challenging. And there's a great behind the scenes footage of that because the T-Rex is an animatronic and it keeps freaking, freaking out. out. <laughs> so there's behind the scenes footage of like 15 dudes with towels in between takes. They're just hitting the T-Rex, oh God, just drawing it off until the hoses turn back on. <laughs> Because it's spasming, yeah? But you look at that, like, you look at the point of view from the actors and there's so many good shots where, like, especially Sam Neill's helping out the the, the young uh, girl out of the car and, and she just, she freezes up and yeah. terrifies <gasps> and yes. then he turns and the head swings into view. And it's yes. like, as an actor, you've got to be, like, so appreciative of that. Mm. You know, oh, my you've shit. You've actually got yeah. something to <laughs> react to. You've got something to, to react yeah. to. Yeah. And it's not just, you don't have to turn it up. That thing's terrifying. Exactly. When Malcolm and him get out and they look and they see it and it roars at them, yeah. that's the puppet, you know, like... <laughs> And you're like, it looks menacing. It like, is so unreal. I just imagine being on set and um, someone off camera just goes, and dinosaur roars. Yeah, and yeah. they're all just like, um. But that's what some of the later ones probably were. Yeah. Where, because it was like just cheaper to do with special effects. Well, I, um, sorry, well, you go. I was just going to say, one of the things that really pushed my buttons that I loved was the iris of the eyes on the dinosaur. Oh, like when yeah, the, yeah. Like the torch goes and shines right yes. inside and the pupil goes, yeah. Yeah. Like stuff like that, like all the little one percent things that you don't necessarily think of when you see them, you're just like, yeah, that's really good. It's the one percenters. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why this movie to this day is, like Wanger said, one of the best. <sighs> holds of all up time. so well. It's yes. scary how well it holds up. Yeah. yeah. And you're doing, and they're doing stuff that people now wouldn't do because it makes it harder. Yeah. Mm. So it takes they've got too the T Rex chasing them at night. Yeah. 
knocking yeah. through trees. <laughs> Raise the bar, the, guys. The classic shot of the uh, the driver's mirror. You know, objects yeah. are larger and than they appear. The, yeah. yes. you, you know, like so every episode good. for the last couple of weeks, I've brought a nice little factoid oh, for I you love guys. A factoid. Love I have a good Meg's factoid. Oh, oh, one for drop you it on us. Yeah, right. You Boom. Ready? Drop the fact bomb. Blow so, it. Dim the lights. The total dinosaur effect shots in Jurassic Park only make up 14 minutes of the 127-minute film. And it's even less for the scenes that they decide to mix and match the types of graphics they want to use. So there's that scene where the T-Rex is CGI and he throws a CGI raptor into a T-Rex skeleton. And the special effects team worked with that to um, do a mixture of go motion, which was a CGI... Uh, only has it's only a six minute six minutes of screen time CGI dinosaurs in the entire film, but Whoa. they use this go motion technique, which is where they use miniatures and the stop motion animation to add motion blur to each frame for smoother and more lifelike movements. And they did use that in only a touch of the scenes where it really needed it in the wider mm. landscape shots. Yeah, that's so like those things are just. You know, you don't even notice it. Yeah, yeah, it's so oh. good. And I got to like, I got to give credit to the structure of the story as well. It wor- it works hand in hand with the visual effects. The first dinosaur we see are the big, you know, Brachiosaurus mm. um, giant ones. We see them from a distance, really. Yes. They're they're big and they're grand. And then we see the Triceratops. And Triceratops, the sick one, and the sick yeah. one. And we're like, so okay. the, those first dinosaurs you see, like the Brachiosaurus, and then there's a pod of something else. They're yeah. probably the weakest link in the whole film. But even at, in saying that, you look at them now still and go, they look damn good. They're there, they're there. And they're the weakest yeah. link, yeah. Yeah. But then you get your, you know, and we build up to the T-Rex, which is, which I think, yeah. and we build up to the raptors the as raptors. well. Absolutely. Because the first time we see the raptors, we're like, uh-oh. Like when you, the first time you see you them ne- in You the, never actually, you, they're, yeah. they're loose when you, when you first see them. Yeah. Because you don't see them before that. You've got that cage scene at the start, which what a great way to start a yeah, movie, not, by the way. Yeah, classic Spielberg, don't show the monster. Yeah. So, yeah. That's what I like about the Rex. The Rex scene to me is one of the most iconic scenes where you see his claw break the wire because he's just mm. testing the wire. Absolutely. It's like clunk, clunk, clunk. And then you just, you hear nothing and then you see the twigs move. And then, you know, they build that foot for that one shot. When they turn around and you just see the footstep in the mud, yeah, and you're like, oh, oh it's so beautiful. <laughs> just like I remember when I was a kid, when I saw this movie, one of the scariest scenes was when um, Wayne Knight is it Wayne Knight? Yeah, Newman. Yeah. Newman with he the dinosaur sprayed oh, spat in the face. Spat in the yeah. face by that. I do remember being a kid when he because he gets in the van. Obsessed with that dinosaur. For- Ever. Remember, he gets in the van and you think and he's slides, safe, and then there's yeah, the one that's in the waterfall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, it's like a rattlesnake. Yeah, it's a brutal. Oh, um, phenomenal. I need to go watch, watch this again. But to be fair, it's all his fault. So he deserved to get spat on and eaten. Absolutely. Karma, baby. Unlike poor Samuel Jackson, who did nothing wrong and got chopped to be Yeah, That's <laughs> unnecessary. Yeah. I do oh. like the way that gets revealed to you, though. Like she backs into oh, something yeah, and the yeah, arm comes out and yeah. touches her on the shoulder. She's like, oh, John. <laughs> and he yes. says, ah! I love the way the raptors burst through the pipes. Like, it's, yeah. oh. oh, God. So great. Uh, and then, yeah, you, you get that very last oh. scene as well where the raptors come out and fight the Rex. So you've just reminded me that one of the best lines in the whole movie is, are you sure the third one's contained? And, he, and she says, yes, unless they figure out how to open doors. Oh, yeah. As you cut to the kitchen where the raptor's yeah. opening the door, yeah. I'm like, yes. <laughs> that is the best thing ever. 
Well, you got and you got that shot as well where the the raptor's trying to push itself into the control room. Yeah, and the, like it's snorting up against you. It's hot air snorting against the glass, and its eyes looking in. Yeah, and then you just see it look down, and it sort of. Yeah. And then the handle, and he's like, mm, wait, wait, no, 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 no. Like, you know, <laughs> uh, they they oh, do so well with those raptors and that. I do, uh, back to the, the kitchen. And the thing. clever girl I have to talk about as well, which yes. is. Um, the reflection that um, the raptor oh, sees yeah, her sees in the, the reflection yeah, smashes, smashes its it. head out and like it goes limp and everything. Like mm. it looks so good. Yeah. And there's like such high tension as well at that moment. Yeah, it's an incredible I mean, scene. She has a really good performance on screen doing that. Like, Absolutely. Her, what is she doing now? Her nothing. Oh, that kills me. Which, yeah, she's. Did the other Jurassic, a couple of the other Jurassic Parks and basically not much in between. Yeah. Very um, But her, her um, facial acting of the fear and the terror is yeah. like really good. I think that's the practicality of those models, having that benefit of those. Yeah, so <laughs> surprise dinosaur face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, clever girl, go for it. Yeah, I think that's, you know, when Muldoon's one of my favourite characters and like, oh, I was always remember when I heard that the actor passed, I was like, oh, yeah, that's a shame because... I'd love to have seen him in all the sequels. Mm. Um, but when he's like, you know, they're watching us, he's so overly dramatic and yeah. he's a very old school actor, you know, from from the stage. You know, the, uh, you know, go now and he tells Ellie to run for it and he's moving through the woods and he just sees the one standing there and he's like, oh, wait a minute, this is what they do. And you're yeah. a clever girl. And then the head comes forward. Oh. And he gets flanked. And he yeah. gets flanked and you're like, no. <laughs> I love the scene where that guy gets eaten on the toilet. It's yeah. like, oh, to this Lord. day, one of the best yeah. death scenes of all time. If that, if that doesn't make you fear having a, you know what, nothing will. Well, love, see, that's <laughs> and, and the special effects are good in this film, but what makes this film the gem that it is, is everything about it is right. It's mm. edited well. The mm. lighting, the mm-hmm. performances are brilliant. The script is paced perfect. I've, no other film I know of paces itself as well as this. And the humour in this is great and the mm-hmm. actors are brilliant. Yes. Mm. He gets out of the car, runs off into the toilet and you've got Dr. Grant and, and, and Dr. Malcolm in the other car. And he's like, what's he doing? And he's like, well, I guess when you got to go. you got to go. go. <laughs> and, then it's like, and then we hear the snap, snap of the fence line. Like, oh. Yeah. I just saw the newest one in the cinemas actually at IMAX uh, the night before it came out. It was like a midnight screening. And it was unreal. I don't know. I think you Yeah, I really liked it. the new I one, yeah. I really, really liked it. So listeners out there, if you haven't. They've got a lot more practical stuff in it. Do yourself it. a favour, yeah. But I would say, I was saying to someone who I saw it with, the digital effects in the new one are probably the best the dinosaurs have ever looked. Correct. Like they interact with their environment better than they've ever, I ever thought done before. I thought Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt had phenomenal chemistry in this film. And yeah. again, like you said, with the, the monkeys, like I felt like those dinosaurs were with them. Yeah. They were really yeah. like great with CGI acting and- I think it's come along. The franchise has come a long way from number three. And still <laughs> <laughs> talking about the dark days. Talking yeah. yeah. Still talking about the dark days. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think I mean every one of those special effects is a blend of computer with with practical, practical. effects. Yeah. And like yeah, as you check out those things, especially that Stan Winston thing that Meg's mentioned. Um, go and see that just because Stan Winston does you know every movie ever. They come you know they'll do all big budget films, Terminator and. I think they do a bit of Lord of the Rings. They help out with the um, uh, uh, Wellington guys. That's it. They're behind the videos and lessons. They actually do the class. You do courses there if you're interested in that kind of thing in classes. Um, are just phenomenal to see the amount of effort and you know the 15 guys operating this one six foot raptor. They're Incredible. all lying on the ground on top of each other. It's a must see. Even if you're like not a fan of Jurassic Park or not as obsessive with it as we are. Yeah, it's well, a yeah, sight. And the Triceratops is just as impressive. And all it does is lay there and breathe. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but all those elements to me make it such a perfect film, which is why, like, yeah, obviously I'm going to recommend it. Of course, you're going to recommend tenfold it tenfold and say, do your homework, watch other up. stuff. 
Wow. Read the books. The books are great. Oh. We get a little bit more raunchy in the books. Pretty sure the T-Rex marks its territory on one of the vans. <laughs> nice. Because it's a little bit more scientifically accurate in the book. Like, Is there um, urine acidic? Does it like melt through the paint or something? No, Doesn't I can't go into remember. that much detail. I, can't read it in so long. The T- I remember there was a great time with the T-Rex. The T-Rex sleeps standing up. Of course, because there's always a lot of there's all a lot of like yeah, how do they how do they sleep and um like they, they had like they couldn't figure out how T Rexes mate because you know it's seven tons of muscle on top of well, they wouldn't have to worry about cuddling would they well they you know they'd break the legs if they did that you know what Spooning I mean spooning later Meg's got it it's all right. <laughs> it was a short arms joke no no I got it uh, I just didn't encourage it but she did <laughs> I heard that um Steven Spielberg like the the novel hadn't even been finished or published and when he read it in a draft setting, he bought the rights to it straight away even before oh, it was ready to start filming. He maybe. just loved it that much and just knew it was going to be a hit. And I think he almost, he was in the middle of filming like ER or something like that. But I think him, Michael he Crichton, who wrote the book. almost wanted to stop filming that to do Jurassic Park. And there was a guy called James something or other, who's a paleontologist, mm. who the author used and who Spielberg used. James Horner, I think, might be his name. He's a paleontologist. And they apparently had weeks of late-night discussions about how dinosaurs, what they should mm-hmm. look like, where they should move, how they should move. And yep. I think there was a bit of accuracy there and then there was a shit ton of just, this will look good, let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you get the, okay that's that's why that. I think yeah. you get the real nonsense raptors. You get raptors with feathers in the third one because yeah. that was the latest theory at the time. And like the T-Rex thing, you can't see if you don't move. Which we later learn in the other movies is not true. You know, like, why is, and then they're like, "Why is he why, standing still? Why are still? they unraveling themselves? Yeah. Why are they just standing still? They've been misinformed. <laughs> the T Rex just eats them. You know. I did like in the last one as well that it's the original T Rex. Yeah, the survives, OG. The OG. Yeah. Made it through thirty years worth of movies. Oh, still the show. Uh, so Megan, you are recommending? Yeah. Or not. Twenty million thumbs up. Twenty million. If you haven't million. seen it, you wow. haven't lived. Oh, if you haven't seen yeah. this movie, mm-hmm. just I don't want to talk just to you. Stop, stop the episode. Stop now. Go watch it. Go watch <laughs> Come it. back. Comment on our Facebook about how much you loved it. In fact, I encourage you to stop and go and watch all of these movies if you haven't watched any of them yet. Yeah. Um, so I'm also going to recommend, if you hadn't picked that up already, um, amazing, amazing that they did that that long ago and then mm. it still looks as good as it does. Yeah, and well, we're we talking say, 25 Shane, years. Like, yeah, everything you say, like the script, the way it's shot, everything. I mean, this is classic big budget Hollywood blockbuster. Yes. Um, yeah. When they did it right and it looks good. But everything about it is, and you know me, I hate the social justice warrior nonsense and progressiveness, but everything about this film is perfect. It, it, it caters to the little boys and it caters to the little girls. Mm-hmm. You've got this Ellie Sadler character who's a great prime example uh, as a, for a person who is a woman who has yeah. a career but wants to have children. Mm. Yeah. And then you've got Dr. Alan Grant who doesn't want kids but ends up is being great with them. them. Yeah, repulsed <laughs> by them ends up being right with them. And you've got then you've got Dr. Ian Malcolm Little there. As a young kid watching this film, you have got an ex- like whether you're a boy or a girl, you've got great examples of it. Mm. Like. You've got a strong female lead in there. You know, you've got parts where Muldoon's like, I'm going to go turn the power on, but the raptors are loose. And she's like, I'm coming with you. And there's mm. no bullshit where he's like, yeah. well, I know you're a woman, you shouldn't come with me. You know, and then like the scene before that we get it with Hammond where he's like, well, maybe I should go because, you know, uh, I'm a man and you're a woman. And she's like, 
She just decides, yeah. she's like, yeah. I'm going to go turn the power back on. We can talk about this, your mis- you know, misogynistic yeah, bullshit when I get back. <laughs> that, that's probably one of the things. It's a like, 1993 film. Yeah. Mm. There's not a moment in this movie where you cringe. Trash. And I find no. that a lot in when you go back and watch a movie from your past, you get to a point where you always go, oh, God, that didn't oh, age yeah. well. Yeah. Like uh, watching Bill and Ted's and they say fag like six times <laughs> yeah. and you're like, oh, my God. Oh, this is awkward this now. Is so <laughs> But um, so you don't get any of those moments, which is again a testament to how I, I just think it's great, like together. you know. And that was you know, it wasn't like the nonsense we have now, where they're like, "Oh, can we have a female character?" Because we won't be able to sell female action figures because boys won't buy female action figures. You know, Ellie just stood her ground there and 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 had her own figure, and that's why I like Claire in the new new part because they've kind of gender role reversed, which I thought was funny because that was a lot of shit that first fallen and the first Jurassic World got was, oh, hang on, you know. Oh, she's she's a career focused woman who doesn't want, you know, kids that sexist. It's like, no, no, that's Dr. Grant from the first film. Yeah. Like yeah. they've just gender reverse rolled it, so you're actually the sexist one, you know? Mm. I just I I loved it and like I used to remember just talking to like cousins and friends and that and everyone wanted to be into dinosaurs now, like boys or girls mm. all playing dinosaurs together. And it was like that's a pretty good achievement in my opinion. They still have Jurassic Park theme rides at Universal Studios yeah. in Japan. Like yeah. that is still Well, I went to the Universal Park a couple of years ago. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Shutting down, I believe, soon. So, oh, and sorry, we didn't mention the greatest dad joke of all time. <laughs> uh, yes. Why are you looking at me when you say that? Because you, are, I take offence to no, that. No, you are one of the what I would leading say masters the of, dad of dad jokes. And so you'll have to enlighten me because I clearly missed it. When he's um, oh, what do you call a dinosaur that can't see? Oh yeah, and you've got those as well. But when he goes up to the fence. Oh, and he touches yes. it. He shakes it. I prefer the kid Tim when he comes down and they revive him after he's oh, been yeah. electrocuted. And he yeah. goes three. three. Yeah. <laughs> that, he's got great. some killers. That like that kid's good. Well, we're in the car again. Again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We really need to move yeah, on. So Otherwise, this episode is going to go for yeah. three weeks. It's just a Jurassic Park episode. That's right. <laughs> so we're going to move on to my choice for amazing special effects, and I chose The Matrix. Excellent. The Matrix, the Matrix has you. 1999. And it was. It was the year, year, year I graduated high school. Oh, there you go. That's letting everyone in on your age. Um, so runtime of two hours sixteen minutes. Again, we've uh, we've gone a, a long one, but again, I don't think it feels like a. No, I remember seeing this not. thinking, yeah, oh, this this can't be over. They could bolt another we, forty-five minutes. Yeah, I remember yeah. seeing it. We saw it after school, a big group of us, and I was, no, this can't be over. Yeah. Give was, me more. I studied this film in high school. How progressive is that? Yeah, like, yeah that is progressive for high school. It was school to be. really good, and I don't remember anything I wrote in those essays anymore. It's Perfect. been a really long time, yeah. but it was extremely exciting to <laughs> revisit. I, I just remember the. First time I saw this movie, you come out of it and you question everything. everything. Like your you question own, your, your own, own existence. existence? Yeah. <laughs> it's a great way to make young adolescents feel their like yeah, that's right. towers of intellectualism. Uh-huh. Um, so famously written and directed by the Wachowski brothers. Um, I'd give you some of their other notable credits, but they don't really have. I know, much. unfortunately, they definitely don't. Uh, the only really Cloud other Atlas, ones, Cloud Atlas, Speed Racer. Yeah. Okay, Cloud Atlas was fine. Cloud Atlas is, is yeah, probably the only good. other. You don't like <laughs> it, but I quite enjoyed it. So I that's fine. We can move on. No, no, sorry, Cloud Atlas is right. Jupiter Ascending is what I don't like. Jupiter Ascending yeah, is the yeah. weird cat one. Yeah, yeah. yeah Speed. That's fine. I still haven't seen Speed Racer. I should say sorry. That's okay. And um, now the Wachowski siblings, don't forget, they're both. Yes. They're both trans transgendered into women, but like. Years and years apart. Mm. Isn't that strange? Mm. Is it? 
Uh-huh. Uh, two brothers were like that. I wonder, like, I wonder if this is, it makes me think there's a genetic element too. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I know oh, this is the show into it. to dive it's, into yeah, that, heavy, that's our trans- heavy, heavy topic. That's like our that. transgender podcast. Yes, yeah, we do that on Wednesday nights. Yeah. Mm. Um, so oh. the budget was uh, sixty-three million dollars estimated, of course. I mean, but that's okay because they pulled back nearly half a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. What they achieved was, I remember at the time just thinking, these guys, these guys could just write their own checks now. These guys have. Like to achieve that, and on a sixty-three million dollar budget at the time, mm. remember a lot of it was shot in Queensland as well. Well, in Sydney, almost in Sydney, the entire movie was shot in yeah, Sydney. Sydney. Yeah, and they because I remember in the second one or something they had to buy a stretch of. I remember it was on the news all the time. They bought a stretch of highway that they just fucked up, and then they like donated oh, all the yeah. concrete to like rebuilding houses and stuff. And it was like this movie's a powerhouse. It's like its own thing. It I is. Think but ever seen it ever. lost its way in the sequel. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Let's I not prefer not to think yet. about Let's that. Just as as Jurassic Park also <laughs> yeah. lost its way. Um, so we've got Keanu Reeves, Carrie-Anne Moss, Lawrence Fishburne, Hugo Weaving. Um, There's actually quite a good cast. Oh, yeah, Joe, the Joe best Pantolino. on-screen chemistry ever. They're like Reeves and Moss. Yep. 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 And Lawrence Fishburne. Fishburne. The, all three of them, they're legends. Yeah. It's, yeah, they, they, they establish the bond between the characters really, really quickly, uh, but they do it in a way that's believable because like, yeah, uh, any it other film everything, but would the have, rush was part of the setup. I think you have to rush it though, don't you? Yeah, you, don't you have really time. do. You don't have time to be like six weeks later and then six yeah. then. One thing. Well, wow, I was just going to say the, the the thing that really stood out to me for this movie. Everyone has kick-ass sunglasses. <laughs> or disgusting That's what speed I think, dealer. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, no, no. If anyone wears well, their they sunglasses all go into that today, room and all the they're cabins drug there. dealers at a rave. Like, yeah. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. You're 100% right. <laughs> so, I, after studying So, this studying is all visual film, computer special effects, mm. CGI. Everything mm. in every frame is, is there not. for a reason. The like the storyboarding in this film is incredible. Uh, every piece of dialogue has underlying tones of religion and philosophical references. Mm. Uh, Even the character names. Exactly. Yeah. The colour, tone, the hues of each scene represent everything. It's like the green hues are what represents the Matrix and yep. the Nebuchadnezzar is really blue, but even being in reality is really monochromatic and faded. And yeah. Everything. I mean, their yeah, attention bleak. to detail in this film. Like, yeah. yeah. The one percenters make up this film. The colouring stands out so much yeah. uh, watching this movie. You watch and you're like, everything's really green. And then you realise, well, that's because they're in the Matrix yes. and it's this mm. computer system and... Um, I, I'm going to bring you back to something you said before about this all being CGI. I've probably lost it now because I, oh, that's a really disturbing fact that I'll read out later. <laughs> um, but the opening scene um, took six scene. months of training. Okay. What's was that, again? Um, and four days to shoot, which is the wires where she jumps up and she. Trinity escapes oh, from the yes. building. Yeah. No lieutenant, you're already six dead. Six months of training. Your men are yeah. already um, dead. And before they even started filming, all the actors who did any martial arts stuff went um, to four months of martial well, arts. Well, this was the, one of the yep. first films that really was like, you know what? Like, let's just let's train this. the actors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easier than stamping over a CG block. Yeah. Like Having a stunt double. And, and they're going in thinking, oh, we'll have like a few days of martial arts training and then yeah. we'll be right. Yeah, four months later and they all basically were, walk out of there as martial arts experts because they were like every day, six days a week. Yeah, all the time. How ripped them. would you be? Oh. But also I think they had a, like a scheduling budget of 90 days to film it, but it only went over by a couple. Like it was like 118 days it was shot in considering all the training and pre-prod they well, had to they, do. Well, they created... Um, 
the the trademark shot of this movie, which kind of blended into the movie. Special effects. This yeah, is the, one. the bullet the time bullet thing, time. which is something they invented. That blew my freaking little mind yeah. when I saw this movie and the CGI scenes behind. Like and I just yeah, well, this is again talking yeah. about the making of. If you haven't seen the making, the making of this, I haven't seen years, but it's awesome. Go yeah. and watch it because they show you how they do the cameras like, on that rail like, system. Yeah, that yeah. Yeah. Moss shot in the start where they do the cameras. yeah, but the one where he he throws back. Yep, and it's on a system of rails like that around. Yeah. It's like yeah. Yeah. I think it, to me that was the first time the, pin, the ball dropped for me where I really understood what goes into mm. a movie like this. Yeah. It was, I think, the first time I'd seen a film that really threw me into the depths of what it's like to make a sci-fi film and things like but that. But I think it's a great example of, like, that's a lot of hard work up on that screen. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, that's a lot that, of hard that was work. What I was going to say. The People actors, involved in this should be bloody proud of the yeah. Even the, the actors in these roles, like, threw themselves into it. Like, mm-hmm. the dedication was mm-hmm. unbelievable. Well, those two, the next two shot back-to-back or something, didn't they? Yeah. So they were together for, like, you know, six, eight months. I mean, the directors would have had nothing but this in, on their plate for years. Mm. Yeah. I remember, like, people were so hyped for the sequel because it left such a good taste in everybody's mouth after they'd watched it. That was film, always like, the thing was, like, what are you going to do? Yeah. You did bullet time. So what's convoluted. What's the next step up in the next one? But they, they Which they kind of answered because so you got that multiple. Times. Like, scene. even in the first film, they used that technique a lot in different ways, which was its strength and it became iconic mm. and it really put that kind of visual style on the map and yep. mm. set itself a part of movie history. It but even affected the video games industry as well because that became a thing in a lot of video yeah, games absolutely. around that time yeah. as well. Um, so well. It, it it was, yeah, prolific in the entertainment industry what so they did. gel, hair gel. They would have had a budget separate <laughs> for that. Separate hair budget. Every day. Uh, oh, they so all just good. badass though when they go into the Matrix and they've um, – like Neo's got his big <laughs> trench coat. Yeah. He just looks like a badass. You know yeah. when he gets reborn uh, for the first time and he pulls out that bug out from his throat? Yeah. Like there's a lot of mixture of like real um, real props as well, a mixture with a CGI as, as well. well yeah. yeah. Oh, the bug, yeah, the, the bugs. Bug, so it's like a hard, real. rigid bug and then he holds it up and it gets the liquid. Yeah. And they drop it into his belly button. And, yeah, the and belly button was actually out. prosthetics and yeah. like the seamless transition between the two, like they molded that prosthetic belly, as, like, they, you know, they studied his abs and made a, a mold of it. <laughs> Jesus but, Christ, like, did they, did they study his abs? <laughs> I think that's what you I'm were doing. I'm just visualising it getting distracted. I don't, she, what is English? She actually <laughs> rebooted then. I actually saw a reboot. <laughs> she went, she just thought about his abs for a second and yeah. rebooted. It snapped out, yeah. There's just a lot of little things that, you know, f- disappear once you're trying to like assess every scene, every frame. There's but it comes so back to their, their attention yeah. to detail. Every yeah. time, yeah. everything that's good about this film is... Like you said, every frame has been thought out and every shot has been in thought out and you've got these wonderful special effects, these amazing groundbreaking mm. special effects, but you've got these great actors doing a wonderful job and yep. you've got the, and the best part about all of it is what a cool concept. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And guess what? We're not, we're, this isn't the real world. We're all plugged in batteries. We need to be broken. Like, wow, what yeah. a great idea wrapped with it and all these other great ideas. Like, like, it was such. Oh. I know people compared it to that other film that was really dystopian at the, for the time. I think it was like the. Oh mate, this is another brain fart moment. But I really set the the whole concept in. It made people really step back and wonder what is life. Like, what is the meaning of life yeah. and having those existential I, like 
I like the way they made a movie in the future without making it in the future as well. Like they set it in the present time for when the movie was made in the future. That's funny. Just brilliant. Yeah, because it kind of ties into when. You know, um, you've got Agent Smith Agent giving Smith his talking monologue. About yeah. It. yeah, he's like, you know, the first Matrix was perfect. You guys had everything you wanted, yep. but you couldn't handle it. You yep. know, and he's like, your your primitive brains your rejected primitive the brains program. Rejected. His overacting in this is perfect. It's exactly, exactly what yes. you needed. It's exactly what you needed. Yeah. Like anyone else, I would have said this overacting is nonsense. Get it out of here. Yeah. But when he's just like, "Hello, Mister Anderson," oh, you know, but he's, he's a computer program. Yeah, so it's brilliant. Yes. But he's a computer yes. program that has to break away, ultimately, as we learn, from the, the system itself. Mm. So it makes sense that this little program's a little bit more eccentric than the other programs because mm. it's just, oh, when he, any monologue he gives in this film is so good. I love it because I think no. when they play with that Nebuchadnezzar thing when they're connected in the back of their neck yeah. to the Matrix, oh, um, when they can upload knowledge yeah. into their minds yeah. and just be automatically yeah, she, trained. He, that is the He's like, can you fly concept. this helicopter? Not yet. Yes, yeah. that helicopter like, scene, by the way, great segue. Yeah. One of the most incredible crash scenes inside oh, of the yeah. building oh, of all time when, yeah, they, the, when they rescue the, Lawrence Fishburne. And the shockwave goes through the building and the Absolutely. glass explodes. And the glass shatters yeah. and the water yeah. reverberates like the drips yeah. are like into the air, just like hovering, just phenomenal. Yeah. And that's what we talk about visual effects as well. We should mention the when they come out of the Matrix, because mm. the whole thing is, we didn't even really talk about the plot. But no, we not at all. We don't need to. Everyone <laughs> Just go and watch the damn movie um, if you haven't seen it. Seriously. Is the plugs they have on him. Like, you yeah. see the hole in the back of the head? Right. It's what so a great deep. effect. Like, he's yeah. got this, he looks at his arm, he's got these plugs like, down you there. Look at, yeah. You get the close-up of the plug in the, back, the back of the head. head like, how did they fake that? That look, That's in his head. Like, <laughs> And then oh. you see the, the big needle go drawn yeah. when he points yeah. into the Matrix. Mm. I love it though. Isn't I actually it? want to do it. But it's like, very good. Yeah, I mean, I this is probably a horrible thing to say to say the two of you, but I I kind of agree with Joe Pantolino when he's like having dinner plug with, me back in, and he's like just plug me back in. He's like holding the steak. And he's like, I know this isn't steak. I know you're just telling me it's what it tastes yeah. like, but I don't know that. He's like, plug me in. I don't want to remember anything about it. I don't know. I feel like that would be. <laughs> Okay. I like the idea that I can sit in a chair and just wake up and go, I know Kung Fu. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> I love that idea. That's very Mate, true, very every true. episode I could just rock up and be like, wangers and just have every memory of every movie ever made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How good would that be? I have the that's IMDb upload. Yeah. <laughs> Far out. Uh, the only thing they so, don't do in a shame, which I think would be great if they did in the future movies, was is there a consequence to that? Because I reckon there should be consequences to being able to upload anything and everything. Well, so the, the, what they did play with, and I don't want to talk about it too much, but what they do mention in the, the um, follow-ups to this is that those that knowledge that they have is only practical when they're in the Matrix. In the Matrix, oh, yeah. So yeah. it's not effective in the real world. So no. they haven't actually taught their their real body anything. Their real brain, yeah. They've really just allowed the it's program just, it's programming that they become. actually yeah. doing it, yeah. yeah. Um, which, which makes is, sense, otherwise you could rebuild, cool. rebuild the future pretty easily. Um, I do like a lot of the themes that the movie plays with though. Like oh, yeah. uh, it kind of gets a little bit existential where they talk about the Oracle and she tells you I what you need to know scenes. and all that sort of stuff. But well, she's R. got R. some of the- R.I.P. as well, she passed of away Of course, in the first yeah. One. She's got one of the best lines ever, oh. which is- um, she, when she first meets Neo and she says, and don't worry about the vase because she's American, so they say vase. Yeah. Um, and he says, what vase? And then he knocks it over and yeah. then she goes, oh, what's really going to bake your noodle 
is if I hadn't have said anything, would you have still broken it? And you just go, Oh my oh, God. <laughs> why did you do that to my brain? Especially like, oh, especially like 15 year old you. Your yeah. 15 year old you's like, Oh. That's when you get full Keanu, whoa. Yeah, that's yeah. when you get a whoa. And then it gets whoa. a little bit more in depth when he's like, do I need to worry about Trinity dying? And she, she's like, what, what, what choices do I have to do to like prevent her from dying? And mm. she's like, oh, it's too late now. You've already done it. But yeah. you just ride the wave kind of vibes. Like really yeah. awesome. So it, it becomes less about, um, the, well, I guess the theme is more about you're not, you're not in control of your own destiny, Correct. but it's more about accepting that so yes. coming to terms with it rather than actually trying to control where your journey is yeah. taking you, and so that's kind that's of like nice. he says, like um, Morpheus says, the oracle tells you exactly what you need to exactly hear. what you need mm. to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, he, he, I didn't tell you the oracle. She doesn't tells predict the, truth. the future. She doesn't predict yeah, the future. she tells you what you need to hear. And you've got um, what you the, do with that is yours. A lot of the stuff that happens at the oracle's apartment is some of my favorite stuff. So you've got yeah. the other potentials where you've got kids like. Juggling oh, yeah. Yeah. in the spoon bending. The spoon bender. Yes. And he's, he's got the greatest accent as well. He's like, you know, what you realize is that this, there is no spoon. He's like, what? This kid is like tripping me out. Yeah, and that's good because he comes back to that line later on. Yeah. yeah. There is like, no spoon. There is no spoon. See, one of the most quotable movies of all time. Keanu, like, I just love Keanu so much. Like, yeah. I don't think he's the think greatest actor in the world, but. God, he just grabs you when he says a line or when he throws dialogue at He's you. He's very authentic, though. I he think. is it's very like, authentic. He yeah. seems like a he very genuine with person. Mm. John, Wick. he believes what yeah, he's yeah. saying. You know what I mean? Like he believes those words, as silly as they sound. Yeah, he believes those words, and he's just oh man, he carries this. Can we think of um, another movie with better fight scenes in it? Hand to hand combat. Oh. I, I mean, love got, all of the combat Rangers, in this. Nope. Get out of it. I know. Like, I love all like, of the combat in this. The raid and international stuff, obviously, a lot better. Take That's in. where they copied all that from, though. Yeah. You know I mean? They're not copying I'm not talking about, from. like, actual martial Kill Bill. Arts. Oh, my God, Kill Bill. But, see, all those kinds of things were born from this film, in my opinion. Fair. Having Western actors, like, do these do, things do, yeah. was born. Matrix was, martial arts, Matrix yeah. was kind of the first one that was like, well, instead of hiring Van Damme or- Bruce you know, Lee. <laughs> let's just train an actual actor to fight rather Correct. than training a fighter to yeah. act. The Matrix was definitely inspired by Japanese anime and Hong Kong fighting oh, movies. And it's, I think it changes everything. It's like the first mixture of- There is a little nod to genres. Bruce Lee in the, yeah, the subway little... scene where he gives he does the sort of a little nose rub. Yeah, yeah. That's So right. Unless you've seen a lot of Bruce Lee, you probably wouldn't pick yeah. up on it. And I've always loved that little thing. And I only found out today that Keanu Reeves apparently just improv that on the day, uh-huh, he's so just like, I'm going to pull out this little, you know, cocky little nose wipe. Right, and- you know. I always remember always thinking, poor John Woo. Like, <laughs> like John Woo, he had this shit down in the bag 10 years earlier. Yeah. But he just didn't have that audience and that budget to do it to. And, you know, he's probably, he, but I mean, you know. What do we think of like the finale when he just flies off into the sky? I love the ending of this movie. <laughs> I, reckon yeah. they, they, I reckon they regretted making him fly. Oh, they played the shit out of it in the second one, though. Like, yeah, they just, but like, they had he to just because, flies everywhere. Because they're like, well, you know, like he, he flew fly off at the end of the so he flies <laughs> now. I, I, the reason I like it because I can see your, your dubiousness over there, Yeah, Mance, that's correct. The, the conversation he has with the Matrix or the system before that happens mm-hmm. um, in combination with the outro music, which is Rage Against the Machine song, oh, yeah. just <laughs> kicks ass. Yeah, and of it does. Course, they cut the song to to the chorus part where he's just screaming, wake up. And so his whole thing is, you know, I'm going to show these people a world without you. I'm going to wake, like, I'm going to wake these people up. 
And one of the ways you can do that is, holy shit, there's a guy flying through the sky. Like, I, I think that ties in really nicely. The I wish they didn't. has things like that, little yeah. nuances and like underlying themes of. I wish everything. they didn't play the shit out of it in the second one, where he yeah. whips up Mr. Whippy ice cream clouds with his flying and. <laughs> <sighs> and in the um, end, yes. <laughs> speaking of baking noodles, can I drop this one on you? Um, inspired Meg's factoid of the yeah. week. This, <laughs> no this this could have destroyed this movie. No disrespect to the man because <laughs> okay. I like him. Yeah. Will Smith was approached to play Neo. Ooh, I agree. Amazing. I love the man. He's a he's a legend. He is not Neo. That is not he's his not role. Even close to Neo. Um, he no. turned it down. Get this. Because it wasn't What, what role do you think he turned it down to play? Please be Wild Wild West. Wild Wild West. Yes. <laughs> um, but then he later agreed that he was the wrong person for the role he, anyway, and he's uh, glad he didn't do it. So ego aside, you, you know, one Keanu carries that. Yeah. Because Keanu, and this is where I'm not having to go with Keanu. He's awesome, but he's he's acting style suits this character to a T. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because he's a he's a he's a character that's lost within a world. We're lost within two worlds, mm. and that's his acting well, style. Well, he doesn't know who like who he yeah. is. Is yeah, and and it works in the second. And he's probably one of the the few good things about the second and the third film is a blur to me. I'm going to rewatch it because I just started rewatching the second one. Oh, so why? Because I haven't seen him since in cinema. Yeah, stop it though. Just don't. But like that's insane, right? Now. That's insane. I've got. I can't keep. I can't, just, just next to me. I can't watch something like once the, twenty years ago and then be like, it's rubbish. I have to at least see it again. I've got to the full it. ten disc box. Oh yeah, um, animatrix. The animatrix. Thing. <laughs> yeah, like, and even the animatrix stuff is really cool. I liked most of that. Yeah. Um, what. Uh, to be fair to the second and third movie, they, I think they were rushed way more than they should the, have been. Like the it's architecture thing was ruined because pressure. they were rushed. Mm-hmm. Um, the giant computer vagina at the end is, is but n- just is one. It was just one movie. Yeah. It wasn't two. It was one. Yeah. And there was a whole bunch of shit. There's in There's a lot of scenes in there, like the restaurant scene and stuff that were yeah. just they were just convoluted just for the sake of. Yeah. yeah. I agree. But this one, I would recommend. Aggressively as well. I think if you haven't seen this movie, you are a fool. <laughs> you pity that fool. Yeah. And I'm not even going to say watch the others. Just watch this movie and be oh, con- just this one. Yeah. Just be content with how it ends because I think it's awesome. <laughs> and we don't need any more than that. Don't watch the second or the third, and it's a double thumbs up from me. One hundred percent. Double nice. thumbs up. Yeah. Everyone loves it. A two thumb upper. <laughs> Finger pistols. Ooh. Pew pew. Pew pew. <laughs> <laughs> Sound effects over here. His face was like, pew, what? Pew. <laughs> Yeah. We're in sync. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't get the pew pew memo. Oh. <laughs> Just like I didn't get your message That's with it. your notes. It's, <laughs> it's definitely out there somewhere. Someone's <laughs> it's gone. in cyberspace. <laughs> and we're going to wow. end with the grand finale. Oh, My yes. review Bring of this it episode on. is Pan's Labyrinth. The Grell, I can't even pronounce it, Grell del Toro. I'm such a white Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro. Yes, written and directed by mm. yours truly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 2006. It's a two hours flat film. Spanish, actually. So mm. get ready for some English subtitles, guys. Uh, it's extremely gory, and but it's a beautiful. You say it's extremely gory? It's gory. There's some disgusting yeah, I, scenes in this yeah, film. I don't know. They're pretty extremely. extremely I had to cover my eyes. That was it a did not. I yeah, but did. you're a little bit of a Mary Whoa. Sue when it comes to. <laughs> oh, I ain't no Mary Sue. You're a little bit of a buttercup. You're a little bit like that's a big, nothing wrong I with love that. A good swim. My dad's <laughs> a buttercup when it comes to eye stuff. Like some people. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a buttercup when it comes things. to face stitching. Let's be real. Oh, oh, that, that was awesome. That's what old man can't do eyes. Anything eyes. I love the fact that. Yeah. Oh. And it like 
seeps out the side. Brilliant. Oh my god, we're skipping ahead. Just this a lot. movie is a beautiful fantasy drama, and it's depressing fantasy. Depressing. Yeah. Uh, I've got a lot of factoids for this bad boy as well, which I'll oh, save. Factoid. Me. Let me give you the IMDb spiel. In the flangest Spain of 1944, past the Civil War, it's over, the bookish young stepdaughter of a sadistic army officer escapes into an eerie but captivating fantasy world. So basically to just work that through, tissue that one out a little bit, it is uh, 1944 and a little young girl called Ophelia uh, gracefully played by Ivana Banquero, who is 11 years old. Um, she's travelling in a beautiful car out to the, um, the bush, I suppose, to go and live with her mother's new partner, who oh, yeah, is this I'm awful saying. army officer. He's kind of like... El Capitan. El Capitan. He looks a little bit like Hitler. They've really... He's great. They, yeah, they he's great. really... He like, is probably... Well, he's the him. worst thing in this film. He's the probably the, the one best. of the better things. He's the stronger best, thing, but, yeah. yeah. So they travel out there to a, um, a really well-oiled machine house where there's like servants and he has his whole like squad of other officers. And her mother's heavily pregnant. Heavily pregnant, mm, which yeah. we later find um, she's really struggling with the pregnancy. She's really far Yeah, but she shouldn't have travelled though. We learned that yes. from the doctor later on. And the little girl is really lonely. She doesn't have any friends. Her mother doesn't relate well to her. They don't really. But even when she first meets him, it's like. He's a prick to her. She shakes the wrong hand. Yeah. She holds up her hand because she's got stuff and he's like, wrong hand. Yeah. So he's, they're off to a terrible start and she's really like a bit, you know, unhappy in this place already. And to tie this into CGI though, which is the theme. Yes. A lot of this scene is, but all these scenes are seen from the creature's point of view. Correct. The little grasshopper. Yeah, the fairy. The fairy. Yeah. So, watching this film again, (laughs) it's. It's been 12 years since this movie was made and yep. I saw it at the cinemas many moons ago. So re-watching this was a pure delight for me. Mm. Do you uh, think you enjoyed it more the second time around? Yeah, I did. I got so much I, more I, out of it. I think I got a lot more out of it. it was, I hadn't seen it since cinema either. Exactly. And I love Del Toro. Um, uh, one of my favourite films is the is the kind of unofficial prequel to this called The Devil's Backbone. Correct. Um, and it's brilliant. And, yeah, I'm, I just have never watched Pan since I've seen cinemas. Yeah. And mm. I watched it the second time and I was like, oh, my God. I, I actually decided exactly. watching this movie that, I love this style of storytelling and I don't watch enough of it. Thank you. I had the exact yeah. same vibe. Like when I was sitting on the couch watching this movie, I was like, oh, this doesn't really tick the box of like great CGI in respect to that's flashy transformers, lens flares and, mm. you know, really like seamless environments like Harry Potter. Like, it, it isn't like that. But the reason why I picked this movie was because the type of uh, costume design, set design and just the type of CGI they've chosen to pursue in this is what makes this movie next level. Mm. And it's, it's so special. It's like demented fairy tales. Correct. And it's yeah. creepy. The visual it's almost just, a little yeah. bit frightening. I think imagine being an 11 year old girl and meeting the fawn is something that would, I would ship But even the yeah. real, the real world violence that we get into. Yeah, yes. absolutely. The real world violence is, so the first real piece we get is when, when El Capitan is dragged out and they, they go, we found these two spies. Yes. It's a, a, a son and a father. Yeah. And they were hunting rabbits. Oh. And he, he's like, well, what were you doing? Oh, hunting rabbits. Oh, my father doesn't speak. You know, we were. And then he bashes the son's face in. To death. To, you see him cave the face with in a with a model. Yeah. Yes. And I think that's done deliberately and it's a good use of special effects because all the violence in the real world is like that. Mm. Like, like everything that happens mm. is over the top 
you know, oh, it's really all in the your other face as well. Like, do, yeah, and, and it does. It highlights him as the villain as well, which is the bonus. They don't shy away from any of that. Yeah, real and world then brutality. you know, oh, and then you see the he finds the dead rabbit in the bottom of the bag, and he's like, yeah, search him properly. Do your next job time. next time. Yeah. If you interrupt me, it's like. Oh, you're a he's fucking, like a grade A yeah. ass player. Yeah. yeah. So I want to bring it back a little bit just to also drive home the point of why I chose this movie is because not only was it, uh, it's in IMDb's top 130 rated movies of all time, but it was actually nommed for like uh, over 100 awards for every single sort of movie category ever. Now I'm really um, hungry because you said nommed. Nom, I am starving. I'm just like nom, <laughs> if nom, this, nom. If this, um, I tell you now, this movie had been English speaking. See, Oosh, my factoid, my yeah. factoid for this particular film. Oh, I hope that, it's the same as my factoid. Yeah, it probably is. Yep, go. See, Gorilla Zatoro was, was offered. How he jerk off with eyes on his hands? Oh, That's my factoid. Oh, was not ready for that. Oh, sorry. Wow. Wow. That was sorry. rough. <laughs> <laughs> you live in a different world to me, buddy. Come on, I have to be the okay, defensive okay, at least once an episode. Girl Del Toro was offered squillions to make this movie in the West and have English-speaking actors, but refused the offers time and time again because he really wanted the story to be completely authentic. Well, it and makes he, sense that if you're telling a story in Spain to do it in Spanish, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. But he actually even dubbed and translated his own subtitles for this movie himself because he was Correct. so concerned. And so, yes. like, because he, he, did get, he got screwed over on The Devil's Backbone because some of the translations on The Devil's Backbone is rough as guts. Yeah, so we're really watching the, like, English subs. You capture everything in every it's, type of way they the want to It's the story that about. he wanted to tell. Yes. Yeah, he it's good on him because, like, yeah. he could have done that and made a shit ton of money and demanded mm, whatever yeah. he wanted and... You'd have a Hellboy 3 now instead of not, but, you know, like, yeah. whatever. And one Do thing I do want to say yes. about Hellboy oh. 2? is I the actor the that plays Fawn is Doug Jones, who's pretty much been in every Gorel Del Toro film so far. He was the amphibian in um, Shape of Water and Abe Sapien in Hellboy. Um, he is a white man and he literally does not speak a word of Spanish. But for this particular movie, he memorised his all of his lines as well as Ophelia's because he didn't know when his lines would he be. His cues. He yeah, yeah, he doesn't need his cues. Um, they were originally. Nice. You got to think about this though. This is a guy who comes to a movie set. He gets there at two o'clock in the morning while Correct. everyone else is still in bed. Correct. He gets a makeup applied over every inch of his body for five hours. Yeah, this is that's a low version. Some of the movies he would have done. Mm. Abe Sapien in Hellboy was like a twelve-hour job, mm-hmm. and then it has to be all put together and taken off. That's discipline you will never get in a normal actor. So for him to memorise lines would be just... It's incredible. Well, what His else is he going to do sitting it. in that makeup yeah, chair? Yeah, Reading true. up about this movie was one of the most pleasant experiences. Mm. And after having an Adam Sandler episode last week, this movie... <laughs> you were really scarred from that one. <laughs> you? I'm so messed. My life is so busy, I have no time for me. <laughs> and I used every squillion second I had to watch those Adam Sandler movies and I hated every second. <laughs> now I'm just going to think of more. So here I am. Yes, okay. So, Have you seen that shape of water? No, no but I I'm really want so to. Keen. I really want to. Please review it sometime. Let's just watch it. Okay, sweet. Just come Let's over just and watch it. <laughs> they have sex. Yeah. That's fine. Oh God! Do you think they do? Why would you do that? Yeah, they it was would. Sex with a fish. Yeah, well, okay. that, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. So, as we have my, my, my fish, my fish anatomy isn't up to par, so I, I think won't the make a fish judgment. Swims inside her or oh, something. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm not sure. You're so offensive, Mark. I'm offensive. I don't know why people listen to this show. 
It's not for you. So because we haven't really dabbled with too much of the plot in the previous two films we've reviewed in this episode, we can probably just fast forward to CGI, excitement, because this film is... The Labyrinth. Yeah, it's a beautiful stone. Who is Pan? Well, it's actually an English translation from Spanish and they felt that Pan was a better um, approach for the movie's title instead of Fawn's Labyrinth because people wouldn't be attracted to it as much as Pan. Yep. It is a Spanish word for fawn, except it doesn't really quite cross well. It's like a almost okay. a fawn. Yeah. Mm. So it's, it is about the fawn. Pan. Mm-hmm. Are you saying Pam or Pan? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> oh, um, I, um, so she's got her three tasks to do. Correct. Mm. And the fawn tells her. He's to, quite aggressive with her. But I love that because we're in this. I've done a little bit of research on the fawn's character. He's part of a fairy tale and in his original existence in these fairy tales, he's actually really demonic and sec- over-sexualized and like really, he is really aggressive. That's what he's, what he's well known for in these stories. So they didn't think that would be appropriate for this version of the fairy tale. So they turned it back but kept his threateningness because I think otherwise... Subdued a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think it needed to be brought back. I think what it is really adds to the character's design. Like, imagine if he was, like, really friendly and he looked that way. His yeah. visual appeal is quite aggressive as he's, well. He's quite gnarly looking. Quite gnarly, yeah. yeah. His eyes, man. And those horns. Yeah. I don't know. Because, like, one horn's kind of, like, busted up as well. Mm. Plus, it wouldn't fit in with the tone of the rest of the film. That's right. Of course, yeah. yeah. Yes. All right. Yeah. Captain Sensible. <laughs> No, I'm just like saying I'm right and you guys. But she's an 11 year old girl and you kind of like, Mm. you you just sprung this thing on her and then you're yelling at her for no reason. Like, just just, just bring it back a bit. Same thing happened to Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. Really? Yeah. Tin Man yell at her. He could have been more low key. (laughs) (laughs) Scarecrow was just, no, he was low key. Scarecrow was fine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I guess like the basic uh, premise of the movie, it opens with a fairy tale about the princess becoming immortal, and mm. uh, it comes full circle when this little girl Ophelia meets a little bug. It's like a stick bug, one mm. of those weird things. Yeah, weird. Yeah, and it kind of follows her. It's kind of kind of it, it's a grasshopper. Yeah. It reminds me of a grasshopper. Yeah. Yep, yeah. and she's like, "Oh, you look like the bug in my fairy? book." Yeah, yeah. and uh, don't you think all of this looks very similar to the Hellboy stuff as well? Just to interject that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's There's got a real a lot, fascination for it. He has a, a really like visual style that you could pick without really knowing. If you chucked yeah. a scene in front of so us, good. you could identify that it was girls, hundred yeah. percent. But uh, this fawn, the little stick like draws her out of her house and brings her down to the labyrinth, which is the Stonehenge. And it opens up this like beautiful stone area and the fawn appears and mm. tells her the story and gives her a book. The pages are blank and says, when you're alone, read this and the, mm. the first of three tasks will reveal itself. Does it say that the something like the book will tell you the future or show you what's coming or something like that? And yeah. like they word it in a very yeah. specific way. And yeah. It's kind of like the Marauders map from Harry Potter. It's like inkly, and it kind of reveals itself like mm. an ink. I really love the effect of the book. Like yeah. when she opens it, she's yeah, like, "There's yeah, it nothing right. here," and then stuff just starts it to looks, appear. Yeah. Especially mm. the first time, they really poured it on on the first one. Mm. Uh, looks. Really I just good. like the way he shoots stuff, especially like the bug when it's following her and stuff. It, it's shot so well that it, like you just feel like that it's real. Mm. Like because anyone else would just lock the shot off because like the special effects guys will come in. And, 
but he's moving the camera around and like almost phonetically like the bugs are as well. It just makes the creatures seem more like they're there. And when she goes and she ruins her pretty dress crawling into the tree oh. to get the key, yep. and she meets that giant toad that like licks her face and she's oh. just covered in like Gacky goop. goop. She didn't try and do the right thing. She hung the dress I know, up. I felt and, so bad for her. Yeah, she was trying her hardest. Yeah. I think it really, like, the dress was really important that, that she did remove great. it. That toad's great. Oh, yeah. The toad was great, for sure. And there's little witch, witchy bug, witchy boys, witchy boys. What are they called? Centipedes. Yep. What are they? Centipedes. Whatever, boys. Bugs. Bugs. The, the, boys. the, the, the toad was eating. Yeah. And she, like, mocks him as well. Like, aren't you ashamed of yourself down here? Killing this tree and eating and getting fat. Like, she really gets stuck into it. <laughs> yeah, and the toad's just like, I'm just going to lick your face now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so messy. It's like really graphic as well. Like, she's got goop hanging off her yeah, face yeah, afterwards. It's so like, good. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's some good special effects. Yeah. 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 It's really practical special effects. So I think yeah. a lot of it as well, like mm. you were saying. And uh, there's a lot of The whole world is just, yeah, draws you in. There's a lot of juxtapositions as her world's unfolding. The real world doesn't stop and, you know, Mercedes, which is the maid, and her her story oh, yeah, 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 yeah. really well, she overlap. not one badass? Yeah, I love her. she's a great, great female main character, lead. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's Mercedes' line, it's Ophelia's story, and it's the mother in the, the mother army. In the so there's Elk three but they've all, Yeah, and they've all got their own stories, though, yeah. that obviously ain't all happen. Yeah, it really end. keeps the pace of the film really well and not once did I look at the, the clock to check. Mm. It was just no, because you've got this interesting, like, she's working for the resistance type spy stuff and then you've got this fairy tale stuff and yeah. mm-hmm. you're kind of jumping between this stuff. And, and then like, you've got she's constantly reminded crazy by warlord. Mom. Crazy warlord doing yeah. fucked up things. It's yeah. so messed. The, um, the young... What was the runtime of this? Two, two, hours. two hours. Doesn't feel like it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the young much. boy that they capture from the rebels. Yeah, her um, brother, Mercedes' brother. And um, no, no. Before, before that, the the young boy that stutters when they capture oh. him and torture him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, and so they bring the doctor in to to heal him, and his arm is just. Mangled, Mangy. yeah, just like, Ooh. and the scene where they chop the old man's the Frenchie's leg off. Yes. It's like, oh, he's a bad oh. duck, and he's like, yeah, no, nah, this is messed up. I'm, I'm just gonna like, take it. I'll just yeah. take. See, I'm yeah. not a buttercup. You guys squirm too. <laughs> I don't squirm. Oh, I, I was impressed. Yeah. I'm just like, that is. That I can't is proper manky. remember the last time I squirmed. Oh, it's so sad for you. Oh wait. Yeah, no, that wasn't really When someone else. offered you a child to carry. No, nah, when we had to watch. <laughs> um, like, yeah, what do I do with that thing? When we had to watch. Um, Girl Where with a dragon tattoo. From? Oh, and she yes. Kicks, she kicks the chair. Whoa. Whoa. The ship uh, is just thinking about it. That woke you up. Yeah, god damn it. Hello, boys. So <laughs> let's talk about the pale man with the hand, eyes. Oh, I love hands. him. So he is probably the most like iconic scene of the whole film that really yep. set this movie apart. Like this film got a 20-minute standing ovation at the some sort of awards overseas when it was minutes. launched. Yeah, they Jeez. were like frothing over it. 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Wow. That's an excessive IMDb IMDb like, oh, I, I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Look. Please sit down, please. There's another screening coming in. <laughs> like <laughs> People have got leg cramps. Like someone has to stop. <laughs> the hands are getting <laughs> like, uh, pink. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the internet's full of cool facts. People falling over from dehydration in a standing <laughs> ovation. I... I, I loved the scene with the big table full, like the buffet, yeah. with delicious red food. I was going to say, the setting on that scene is brilliant. Yeah. yeah. You were kind of, like the fairies were really involved with it. Like they yeah. were very, like trying and to be such, communicative. Like the visuals 
like yeah, because he has the eyes and the hands, and he's like, yes. and he and he puts them up to see, like, yeah, to yeah, find yeah. out where he's going. Yeah, yeah. and I love awesome. that he was slow and like sort of dopey a little bit as well. I really when they're love slower, that. they're scarier. Yes, because it's like I don't need to be me. fast to kill you. And she accidentally locks it. Oh, look, I don't know if I should spoil this movie. I guess it's she runs out of time. Yeah, she runs out of time. Yeah. A little like hourglass runs out of sand because and she actually ate a grape. Two. And the pale man eats the fairies and fucks the other, The other fairy was not happy yeah. about Yes. Yeah. yeah. Do, do and neither was Fawn. And Fawn like rages on her. I want to know more. <laughs> yeah. I don't unfortunately have any information about like how they made the prosthetic. Like, There'd be tons of. The body costumes, but they're incredible. They and look so good. I think it really set the benchmark for films like this out there in the industry that decide to use costumes and like, how, how well and complex you can go. Mm. Um, obviously the actors all were put into, you know, painstaking setups and. Yeah, that's, that's a real demographic, especially in horror now where mm. these people who do these roles like your Doug Joneses, um, there, there's others now that are really sort of, what's that word I'm looking for? Ambidextrous type, but their whole body. Uh, like they can bend themselves contortionists. Oh, yeah, contortionists. Yeah. So yeah. they're big in the horror now. So they're like Doug Jones. Like Doug Jones, if you see photos of him, he's like a big, tall, very skinny dude. But these guys are like that as well, but they can contort themselves and mm-hmm. stuff. I think, what did I see Doug Jones I recently? He just got out. Oh, he's on um, that new Star Trek show, but he like gets to play himself. So I was like, oh, that's good. He doesn't <laughs> have to be some weird alien. I, I do like um, your monster with the hand eyes. I mean, he's just kind of sitting there frozen and, yeah. and he wakes up when she, when she eats, eats something, but his eyes are sitting on the plate in front of him yeah. and he inserts the eyes into his hand. It's so slow and, oh. like, you've got to feel the slurp when it, like, yeah. it pops itself in. It's, it's like, so oh. good. It's yeah, so, so the good. sound effect guys, yeah, they'd make a, a huge impact on this type of film, especially with, like, the other types of gore that we do see where there's, like, a... Um, Brutal bashing, like when they torture that guy, and yeah, stitching and stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Even when Mercedes, yeah, gets uh, revenge, but even when the mother, I I don't quite understand why Mercedes didn't just slit his throat. Yeah. Okay. You think after all that and everything you'd been put through, just slit the throat. Yeah, Yeah, wouldn't even hesitate. I'd stomp his head in with a high heel. How scary is it when the fawn gets mad when little Mm. girl can't complete task two because her mum's really sick. Yeah. And he just gets like ropeable and like gets really like in the dark room. He like sort of yells at her and it's yeah. really awful. And the, he's got, she gets that root off him to put in a, like the requirements are ridiculous. Like put this thing in fresh milk and give it two drops of blood. Oh, the baby like, legume. Oh. That was the cutest. And it like screamed when it went on the fire. Yeah. Oh my God. And then the mum got really sick. Oh, the mum died as, yeah. a, as a result. Good yeah. on you, Al Capitan. But that's the thing with those fairy tales though. They're meant to be. Like this, they're, they're, they're the the twisted, warped mm-hmm. version of yeah. what a, you know, a fairy is and what a yeah. a fawn would be. Yeah. No James McAvoy, that's for sure. I think, yeah, this movie was really pleasant to rewatch, and I'd recommend it for sure. Yeah, I'd definitely recommend it. It was great to see it again. Like I said, I hadn't seen it in 10 years. Mm. Great to watch it again. Mm. I'm just going to go back and watch Devil's Backbone. Where... Really? I don't know anything about that movie, actually. It's like a great, I was telling Mark, it's like sitting in an orphanage. Okay. And a bomb gets dropped there during the war, but the bomb doesn't go off. And there's this ghost kid that haunts the halls. And then this other oh, kid's awesome. coming. It's really good. Cool. It's really good. All right. Yeah. But again, I haven't seen it. In- it's on the list. So, I, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed watching this. And like I say, I need to watch more movies like these, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
It's not my go-to genre and I don't know why because I enjoy them so much. So yeah. I way prefer someone to tell a like an involving story like this rather than let's go blow some shit up. So, mm. Well, Hellboy should be really good the next when it comes out. But I think, you know, we've been burned yeah, we by bad CGI in this type yeah. of genre, yep. which is, I think, why, you know, we don't dabble in it as much just because there have been times where it's been really awful and yeah. the budgets haven't been quite right to really get that across the line. Yeah. Or, it's one of those things where if, or you, just if you're going to do it, you've got to so. do it right. Yeah. So. Like you've got the Hansel and Gretel one and mm. the Brothers Groom and stuff. One thing I did notice as well that I feel like it would be a disservice not to mention is that every time something bad happens in this movie, it's raining cats and dogs. It rains a lot in this movie and it's like really symbolic as like a pathetic fallacy. And I think it's- Just just reminded me of a little limerick sort of thing about the rain in Spain. (laughs) Oh, yes. I don't remember the rest of it, but that's all I got for you. Yeah. (laughs) There once was a man named Enos. (laughs) Apparently there's warm, like what I've written here as well, I noticed that all the warm colours in the film are really associated with like being happy, being, being around her mum. Yeah. Mm. And then when it's his, when she's around Vital, the army officer, it's really blue, really cold and just dreary yeah. and depressing. I like the um, the circularity of it where mm. it starts off with the, you know, the bloody girl um, in the, like the opening monologue. That yeah, you get. Oh, yeah, the bleed runs yeah, back. Yeah, and then yeah. You, you end up... She basically ends up in that exact same position. Yeah, Yeah, it was a beautiful full circle. That even though it was a hopeless story, that didn't end. Was it hopeless though? Well, I mean. So how how do you feel about the interpret? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I. So did she die or did she resurrect? Like, did she was she reborn? Like, it's a great question. Yeah, Uh, honestly, I'm not. I think she died. I think not giving you the answer is the best thing they did. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Out, out but did, did they not give you the answer? They gave they you did. all the information you needed but to make up your own mind. I'm yeah, glad that's she, right. That's not giving you the answer though. Well, it's okay. kind of like what I'd imagine if my if I if I had a dog that passed away, it's, I would want it to go to a place where it was with other dogs and in a happy, golden, glowy life yeah. where it's going to be happy again. Sitting on a big pedestal. Yeah. Like like this. Yeah. I, I was happy with the ending, but it was still really like the feels, right? Yeah. The feels. Yeah. Right in the feels. <laughs> yeah. I like the fact that that was her final task as well. Yeah. Not, not to die, but. Sacrifice the blood well, of her. Well, she, saved, she saved her brother who she owes nothing to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. Cool. That was nice. Oh, recommend. There we go. Well, that was a bit of a turnaround from last week. Yeah. That was, that's Super a marathon. So it. if you made it this far, you've done well. Yep. It's a big episode. <laughs> no, I just mean like in terms of what we watched. Oh, we watched some brilliant movies. I'm just, you know, I'm having some sympathies for our listeners. Oh, we dabbled on. <laughs> well, you prattled on. I didn't you prattle do. a lot. You prattled heaps. I feel like someone did. <laughs> Old factoid over me. here. Yep, that's me. <laughs> Old factoid <Yeah>. Weber. <laughs> Um, so we should probably discuss briefly what we're going to do next time around All on right. scene three. We are going to do actors that- Movies with actors. Movies. Always going to be movies. You're always oh. going to start with movies. That's right. Shane's thing. Don't that was the it. one rule I had when we started this podcast years ago. <laughs> All episodes must start with Quotation movies. mark, movies, dot, dot, Go. dot. No. Go. Movies with actors who break their typecast. Pl- playing outside their typecast. Playing outside their typecast. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So I'm going with Robin Williams' one hour photo. Love mm-hmm. it. To pieces. Because he's playing a scary a horror man psychopath. in that. We still can't get enough of him, even though we've done a whole episode dedicated to could his not, legacy. Oh, well, you never get enough of him, man. We could we could do another yeah, Robin yeah, Williams episode. Oh, easy. Let's do it. Easy. Blubber. Yeah. <laughs> Blubber. <laughs> Definitely playing outside his typecast. Yeah. No. 
And which um, cinematic piece of brilliance are you bringing to us? I'm using Moneyball with Jonah Hill. Moneyball. Yeah. That was a bit of a left of centre one for him, wasn't it? I reckon that's even a little bit. Did he bit get nominated out. for something for that? Though? I can't remember. I'll oh, get back to you on that with a factoid. Factoid. Next, factoid. next week. Yeah. I think that's even a little bit outside um, Brad Pitt's um, type as well. Mm. Like kind of a sporting. Yeah. yeah it's, Two birds, one stone. Yeah. Um, and I am going for the always cheerful eternal sunshine of a spotless mind. I can't wait. We might have a guest speaker with us as well. Yeah. We'll see how we yeah. go. We'll see, see if we, we can go. drag someone in. Yeah. Because, you know, we need to make our episodes go for longer. So mm-hmm. We need, we need some more contributors. But if you've loved this episode tonight, guys, I want to hear all about it on the socials. Jump onto our Instagram, our Twitter, our Facebook, you name it. Email us as well. Um, yeah. It's scene three podcast with three as the number. The number, Yes. yes. All over the places. And what's our email, Lappy? It is scene3podcast at gmail.com. Beautiful. With the number, not the word three. Yeah. Thank you, Lance. And it's seen like a movie scene. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, you know, like the name of the show. Yeah. S-C-E-N-E-3. Also, if you have any hot suggestions of no, what movies going. you love that have incredible CGI. Even lukewarm. They don't have to be hot. Yeah. And theme ideas. Even, please, please, yeah, please, theme ideas. Yeah, what, what would you like to hear us shy. do? True. Mm. We need to get a mailbag going. What? Well, we do. Is that I'll some kind it. of euphemism? No, like a literal mailbag. All okay. the letters we get from our fans. Yeah. That's it. Do people still mail things? Is that why they're taking yeah. so long? <laughs> That's why we got nothing. Yeah. I'll check my letterbox when I get home. Perfect. All right. Well, thanks for having us, Thanks guys. for tuning in, guys. <laughs> Who we'll talk about euphemism? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm delirious. I'm hungry. Let's call thanks it Thanks for night. listening. We're Woo. out. Thanks, guys.